0: When I was younger, I didn't really get the point of Ash Wednesday. I kind of thought it was some vain ritual that no one, you know, really actually cared about that, you know, why are we doing this? Um, But had I chosen to actually understand what Ash Wednesday was, I would have thought very differently. Because even though you will never find the words Ash Wednesday in the Bible, nor will you see a scripture that says, thou must celebrate Ash Wednesday. What it represents is all throughout the scriptures, because Ash Wednesday is all about examining our hearts before God in repentance. Mark 9, 2 to 8. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, And a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, This is my beloved Son, listen to him. And suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them but Jesus only. What is our response to a God so glorious? Up on the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter, James, and John see the dazzling glory of Jesus like they've never seen before. The curtain is drawn back, and they see him as he is. And like God appeared to the Israelites back during their exodus from Egypt in a cloud, so he appears to them there, and he speaks to them. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. And if we are to listen to Jesus, then we want to pay close attention to the message that he says, speak, that's the message that he preaches, rather, especially his first words in the gospel according to Mark. In chapter 115, he says, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Ash Wednesday is all about repentance repentance is turning ourselves and our hearts towards god and thus away from our sins it's the idea that you know maybe you were heading for hartsville but you decided to take a u-turn and go in the opposite direction and head for monroe instead in the same way we turn from the sin that we have been walking in whatever it is and we live in ways that glorify god giving him the ultimate affection of our hearts And really, it's spiritual course correction because we often find ourselves taken captive by the things of this world. There is a song by Gloria Estefan called One, Two, Three. It's a counting song. I don't know. Uh, It was featured on Sesame Street, but it's actually a love song, and the chorus, it actually doesn't make me think so much of a love song as it does make me think about how easily we are pulled away from Christ by sin, by Satan. And the chorus is as if they, if they were saying to us, so no matter what it takes, I will steal your heart away. Take a chance for once. You won't regret it. Take my love. Just come and get it. And I think, yeah, we, we do let ourselves be taken in. And yet, we do wind up regretting it. We do wind up seeing eventually our sin for what it is. And that's where repentance comes in. That's why we need repentance. In our lives, good things can become ultimate things. For instance, instead of God being our ultimate love, things like money, personal security, comfort, our GPA, become the most important things in our lives. Sin can also become our desire over and above Jesus. And it doesn't matter what the sin is. No matter what it is, we are called to turn from it and turn toward God. We also can embrace false things about God and about ourselves. This is why we need to confess our sin and repent. Now, while repentance is something we're called to do daily, We set aside Ash Wednesday as a special time to examine our hearts as Easter approaches. We use it sort of like a jumping off point for continued repentance and renewal throughout the year. We ask God to show us where we've fallen short. What have we done with our thoughts, words, and deeds that dishonor him? What have we failed to do that honors him with our thoughts, words, and deeds? Where in our lives have we said to him, you can have everything except for this one thing in my life? First John 1, 8 to 10 says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. God calls us to confess our sins to him and receive his forgiveness. That is such a marvelous thing because it shows that he is ready and willing to forgive us of our sins in Christ. We ought to have genuine sorrow over the ways that we've sinned against God. As we would have genuine sorrow, at least I hope, had we betrayed or hurt a friend or a loved one. Our sins are serious. They are a deep betrayal of our creator. It's really high treason against the holy God of the universe. So high a treason that it earns us the highest punishment, death. And we do not deserve mercy or kindness from our creator in the same way that a criminal doesn't deserve mercy or kindness from a court of law. However, though we don't deserve it. God's character is that which he is abounding in steadfast love and mercy. And we see that most clearly in the cross. Isaiah 53, 5 to 6. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And so we have the assurance that because of Jesus' death and resurrection, when we come before God, when we repent, when we ask for his forgiveness, we receive it. Because he took the punishment for our sin upon himself. He died so that we could live. And because he paid that high cost, we live in gratitude. We repent of our sins. We follow him because we have a God who is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And so Ash Wednesday is all about repentance and humility before God, but why exactly do we use ashes? Three reasons. Number one, ashes are a biblical symbol of humility, of grief, and of repentance. In the Old Testament, ashes show that a person was sorry for their sins, that they were seeking God's forgiveness or intervention. And thus we use this outward symbol to show that we too, we are grieved by the ways that we have dishonored God, that it matters to us that we have sinned, and that we want to confess and repent before him. We also are declaring to each other that we are all desperately in need of the grace of Jesus. Lest any one of us think, well, Miss Janice over there, she's practically perfect. She's got an in with God. But me? Hmm, I don't know. No, we're declaring to everyone here. We are all in the same boat. We are all sinners in need of grace. And while we all receive it in Christ? Second thing, Ashes point to our mortality. Unless Jesus returns beforehand, every one of us will die. Speaking to Adam following the very first sin, God says, By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Death is inevitable. We will all die. We will all return to dust. But ashes also remind us of a promise. Because we can walk away from here not in shame for our sins, but rather in singing for God's goodness. Our sins are forgiven. We need not carry the weight of them anymore. Psalm 103, 11 of 14 For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. We will return to dust. But... For those who trust in Christ, we will not remain that way. Death does not have the final say. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Not only will we dwell with God in heaven after death, But when Jesus returns, we will be raised from the dead like he was. 1 Thessalonians 4, 14 to 18 tells us this. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For we declare to you by a word from the Lord that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, This is why, when we come forth for ashes, we not only hear, For you are dust, and to dust you shall return, but also, those who die in Christ shall rise in him. That is the promise we have. Tonight, we take time for repentance. Where do you need to come before God in sorrow for your sins? What do you need to confess to him? Where do you need to turn toward him? Whatever it is, take this time to confess and ask for his grace to begin again anew. What will these next 46 days of Lent look like for you? Let's walk certainly in a daily attitude of repentance and seeking God. Let's focus on the goodness of God, the very reason that we can be forgiven. Sometimes we give something up for those days of Lent. Maybe it's candy or social media, Netflix. Some people give up meat. Some people give up busyness, being busy, so that we may spend time seeking God with that extra time. But we can also do something new as well. We can add something to our lives as a way to glorify God. I found some of these in an article I was reading about Lent. Uh, We can donate 40 items or keep a gratitude journal about the things that God has done in our lives. We can set apart an extra special time for prayer. We can go through a devotional that that runs the length of Lent. We can find new ways to be blessings to our neighbors. Now, these aren't required of us as Christians, but... Pray about them. See if God might have you do one of these things. They are helpful in drawing us closer to God during this time. Either way, make this a season of gratitude toward God for the one who not only calls us to repent, but who forgives us of everything we have ever done wrong. Let us pray. Lord, our sin makes us sad. It leaves us broken and grieved. But your forgiveness gives us joy that will last forever. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Help us to renew our commitment, renew our love for you day by day by day. In Jesus' name, amen.